So I'm a big hockey fan. Earlier this week, I was watching the game between the Vegas Knights and the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, before the game, they were kind of doing some just pregame stuff, talking about different players, whatever. And they showed a, a video clip of one of the players rolling up to the arena in his car. So he pulls up in this, you know, custom Lamborghini. He gets out, he's in his tailored suit. He's got the perfect hair. He's got the Starbucks in his hand. And he's walking with just like as much confidence as anybody could ever walk, you know? And I was watching that, and I'll be honest with you, there was a part of me that was thinking, man, wouldn't it be kind of cool to be that guy, right? He's one of the best athletes in the world, one of the best hockey players in the world. He's got the great car, he's got the suit, he's got the hair, he's got everything, you know? Wouldn't it be cool to be that guy? So then that passed, I watched the game, you know, and then uh, that was it. The next day, I was in my holy hour, I was just praying, and uh, I picked up this book, called The Introduction to the Devout Life. It's by St. Francis de Sales, a spiritual classic. And uh, this was just the next place that I was getting into. And uh, you'll see why it's so perfect when I read it to you. It's a little long, so hang in there, but it's, it's really good. So I'll just read this. St. Francis de Sales says, We apply the term vainglory to whatever we assign to ourselves. Some men become proud and overbearing because they ride a fine horse wear a feather in their hat, or are dressed in a splendid suit of clothes. Is anyone blind to the folly of all this? If there is any glory in such things, it belongs to the horse, the bird, and the tailor. It is a mean heart that borrows honor from a horse, a bird, a feather, or some passing fashion. Others value and pride themselves because of a fine mustache, well-trimmed beard, carefully curled hair, ability to dance, play cards well, or sing. Such light-minded men seek to increase their reputation by frivolous and foolish things. All this is extremely vain, objectionable, and foolish, and the glory based on such weak foundations is called vain, foolish, and frivolous. So I read that and it was kind of like a punch to the face from St. Francis de Sales himself, right? Because we realized that all of those things I was kind of desiring in that moment, the car, the suit, the, the whatever, you know, all of that was just vanity. All of that is vain glory. And that comes, that passage that I read to you comes from the um, section on humility that St. Francis de Sales is writing about. And so the vices of vainglory and pride, the vice of vainglory is just to take glory in those passing things, like he was saying. The vice of pride is to love yourself too much or to think too highly of yourself. The virtue of humility, on the other hand, is to recognize the truth about yourself. It's to not love yourself too much, to not glorify yourself too much, but to recognize the truth about your limitations, about your gifts, about who God is, about who the people are around you, all of these things, humility recognizes the truth. And so as Christians, obviously, we're striving for that virtue of humility rather than falling into vainglory, rather than falling into pride. And so if we take the example of the hockey player again, it would be wrong of him to be too prideful about his abilities. It would be wrong of him to say, Things like, I'm the best hockey player that's ever lived. 
you guys should all love me, you guys should think I'm the greatest, that would be wrong. But it would also be wrong for him to say something like, I'm not that good at hockey, right? Uh, I, I really don't have much talent. I really don't have any gifts, you know. It would be wrong of him to deny those gifts that the Lord has given him. So the point is that we recognize our gifts and we use them for the glory of God, not for the glory of ourselves. All of us have been given gifts by the Spirit, as St. Paul says in the second reading. We're all given gifts to build up the kingdom. Some of you are great at learning, great at teaching, great at defending the faith. Some of you are great at serving other people, laying down your life for other people. Some of you are great at being compassionate, being merciful, at encouraging other people in their difficult times. Some of you are great at music, great at art, great at making beauty that builds up the kingdom of God. All of us have been given gifts that we're meant to use at the service of God to glorify him, to build him up, not to build up ourselves, but to bring other people closer to Jesus Christ. And so at this point, you might be saying, okay, that's all great, Father, but it's Pentecost. Why aren't you talking about the Holy Spirit? Well, hang in there. It's coming right now. In the gospel today, Jesus is talking to his apostles at the Last Supper. We're in chapter 15 and 16 of the Gospel of John. He's preparing his apostles for when he goes and dies. He's about to go and suffer to sacrifice himself on the cross. He's about to leave them. And he's talking to them to try and build them up, to encourage them, and let them know that things are going to be okay after he leaves. He says, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the Spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. Brothers and sisters, in receiving the Holy Spirit, we recognize the truth, the reality of things. We recognize who God is. We recognize who we are, who the people around us are, and our relation to, to them. We recognize the gifts that he has given us to go and build up the kingdom. So the question then becomes, okay, how do we receive the Holy Spirit? How does he come into our lives? Well, we know the answers. First and foremost, we receive the Holy Spirit in the sacraments. The Eucharist, as the Catechism says, is the source and the summit of our faith. When we receive the Eucharist, as we're about to do in a few minutes here, it's not just bread. It's not just a symbol of Jesus Christ. It's not just meant to remind us of Jesus Christ. It is Jesus Christ. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. We're really receiving the divinity, God himself, living within us when we receive the Eucharist. And so when we talk about divinity, it's not just Jesus, it's all three persons. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When we come to Mass, we really receive the Holy Spirit in the Eucharist. The Eucharist living within us, setting us on fire with his love. So that, brothers and sisters, first and foremost, is how we receive the Holy Spirit in the Eucharist. And that's why it's so important to get to Mass every single weekend to receive that great gift. We receive the Holy Spirit in the other sacraments as well, of course, especially in the sacrament of confession. If you haven't been to confession in a while, that's okay. 
Go and receive that forgiveness. Go and receive that mercy of Jesus Christ. Let him clear out those sins so that he can send his Holy Spirit into your heart and fill you with his love. So in the sacraments, and especially in the Eucharist, is how we receive the Holy Spirit. We also receive the Holy Spirit in our daily prayer. Ask the Lord every day to send you his Holy Spirit so that he can help you in your daily lives. One great prayer you can say if you're ever stuck in a conversation, you don't know what to say to a person, you don't know how to help a person. Maybe somebody's talking badly about the church and you don't know what to say to defend the church. You can just pray this simple prayer. I use it all the time. Just come Holy Spirit, give me the words to say. And he will help you. He'll help you in that moment to glorify his kingdom. So prayer every day, mass every weekend, confession regularly. Brothers and sisters, that's the recipe. That's the basic recipe for becoming holy, for growing in holiness and in your faith. I promise, I promise, if you do those things, you, you will grow. Your life will change. The Lord will work in your life. Because we have to remember the point of our lives is to glorify God in all that we do. And in that glorifying, in that glorification of God the Father, is how we make it to heaven. We're meant to be saints. And it's in using our gifts that he has given us that we become those saints and glorify God our Father. So we pray today, brothers and sisters, for the Holy Spirit to come upon us, to live within us as we receive this beautiful sacrament, body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ within us so that we can be those true disciples that he calls us to be and glorify him in all that we do in our lives.